This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Dusty, really quickly, I guess before we dive into the 49ers, I would really like just your quick thoughts. I know you said you waited to watch the game, but how fun was it to see this young offense in their playoff debut the performance, especially out of Jordan Love, who now we're hoping obviously can compound and build on that in the divisional round. Oh my goodness. Just tremendous. Like anytime one of the complaints I remember hearing is when I when I logged on, you know, after the game. So like at, as the second as that Rams Lions game was like closing up shop, I was like, Oh, what did people say about the Packers games? Uh some of it was well, they I wish the Packers would have run more time off the clock. They ran eight plays in the third quarter. It took like four minutes of game time and they scored two touchdowns. Like you can't <laughs> run without like they were they were they checked into a run off of their big pass and they got 27 yards. Like they couldn't slow themselves down. Like it was all facets of the game were great. I love, I mean, it's been talked about ad nauseum at this point, but how there's not you don't have the number one. And anyone can go off at any given time. Like Dobbs had been fine. Like he had games where he like one catch, eight yards, four catches, 76 yards, something like that. He blew up in this game. Reed without a target. Watson without a single. Tar- he got one. Watson got one target, uh, one catch for like eight yards or something mm-hmm. off a little hitch. But they all, what I love about watching them is they're all even, they cannot be getting the ball. They're all blocking like crazy. They're all playing hard. They're all exactly where they're supposed to be for the most part, which is not something we saw early in the year. Just watching and a guy like Dobbs, who has had some issues this year with drops, and we've seen some of that, some of the catches he made and the run after the catch, it was just one of those like, oh, he got rewarded. That was that was great. He had a big game, which means he probably won't this week. Wicks had that touchdown off just, I mean, off a filthy route and just that throw from love, like, goodness gracious like he knew that was zero blitz coming that was and that's the other thing too with love he's making these throws but he's checking to that stuff like he's, he he looked he used cadence he checked into that he brought craft in he had all the protection all sorted out and then when it came to it is i know i need my guy i need an extra split second what if i just fade away and then just throw a dot back to the back corner of the other back of the end zone he's playing the one thing i'll say he has sailed a couple to the outside so there are still a handful of accuracy things, but everything else that we had questions with early in the year with uh, the speed of the game, obviously he looked comfortable early on in the season. I think his uh, he's gotten more comfortable. And I think what that has led to then is he's a little more consistent. The deep ball was a problem early in the year. Deep ball is not a problem anymore. He will occasionally sail the short ones. If he's hitting everything else, like he understands where he's supposed to go. He understands the checks. He understands everything about this offense. He's, I mean, what I was saying even early in the year when things weren't going well, He's his eyes are going to the right place. His eyes are good. His eyes have been good. It's just can he put everything else together? 
And he's just been nails down the stretch, man. Like yeah, some of these throws, it was 20, 21 passes. I wish it was only 20. I wish he went <laughs> on the Cape, the 158.3 uh, perfect, perfect grading there. But he's been, he's done everything and above. I think, I think they put more on his plate in terms of protection stuff as the season's gone on. Cause like, well, he can handle it now. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's full go. It's been amazing to watch him kind of progress and, and the young team along with him too. So you're saying he can still get better. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I'm like, if this is, if this is what he is, this is so good. If this yeah. is what he is, this is great. Yeah. But he's got these little things on the margins that, yeah, he he could potentially get better. Maybe he's not that guy. Maybe he's always going to sail the checkdowns. He was that guy in college as well. But I mean, I say that in jest, obviously. <laughs> I, I say that in jest. However... I mean, he had, like you mentioned, a nearly perfect passer rating in this game in his very first playoff game against the two seed, a very good team. And he still has moments where he can, quote unquote, do better. I mean, it, it feels like the ceiling is still exponentially growing, which is kind of a scary thought. Um, I love that you brought up that in this game, it was Dobbs who had his his big break in this upcoming 49ers game, it could be somebody else. And that's been the beauty of this season. And this team is something Maggie and I have focused on a lot, which is that there isn't a one. And like, I think it's why this offense actually runs so effectively is because everyone blocks, everyone's in on the run game. You know, you brought up Reed didn't have a catch. Well, he said post game, like, I don't care. We're moving on. I will block all day long. Mm -hmm. If it means that we win this game, I don't care. It's just, it's a really amazing all for one and one for all kind of mentality. Um, if you had to pick it based on what this defense brings and looking to maybe exploit some of their weaknesses, who would you think is going to be the guy who could go off in this game? Like, not that I think there is going to be a one, right. But just given what you think Matt LaFleur is going to want to do against the 49ers, I'm curious who that guy is going to be. Uh, I can go a couple different ways. I could see it a couple different ways. One of them I will say, and it's just because uh, he's, he's been my dude as the season's gone on, is Tucker Craft. What he's been able to do, run game, pass game, and I think what they're going to want to do, I think they're going to have to live in a lot more 12 stuff as, as Musgrave gets a little more healthy. I think they're going to run some more of that stuff, and the way Mus the way uh, Craft has come along has been incredible. So I think they're going to try to do that, especially if Greenlaw's out, and you can not that you want to attack the middle of the field of Fred Warner's there, but you can, but you've got two tight ends. You can, you can play games with the inside of that, the, the, that second level of the defense there with those two guys. So I think craft is a possibility. You get Musgrave is not the decoy, but the guy who again, seam stretcher, you push him a little more vertically craft on the underneath stuff and you see him with the ball in his hands and he just, just runs like a lunatic. So I think he's a possibility. Um, I mean, the other guy, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, I'll, I'll go Christian Watson. He's been healthy. He's been out there. He was out there this past week and kind of a snap count. He's clearly affecting defenses. He is still blocking. He's still doing good stuff. And I think what the Packers are going to do, one of the things, they're going to have to run, but I think they're going to, you can attack vertically if you can block it up. I think you can take your shots. I think I wouldn't be shocked if this is a game where they go max protect shot to Christian Watson first play of the game. Uh, like that, that wouldn't shock me a bit. And I think as you start doing that, I think they're going to take their shots as you start doing that. You get Fred Warner playing that Tampa linebacker and he's dropping back, you attack the middle a little bit more. So I wouldn't be shocked if Watson, depending, I mean, that hamstring, hamstrings are tricky. 
uh, at the very least. I mean, if anyone, if you, if, if anyone's had a hamstring injury and then you try to run on it, you can't like, it's awful. So those suckers are tricky, but if he's feeling good and he's up to the, if he's out up to like a full snap count, I, I, I think Watson could very well be that dude uh, this week. That's again, maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, go ahead. No, go. I was just gonna say, I mean, Watson played well into the fourth quarter. So I think my, I mean, again, I could be wishful thinking with you, Dusty, but I imagine being up that much against the Cowboys if his hamstring was at all iffy and funky, you would think they would have pulled him. Yeah. So hopefully he's full go. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, knock on wood. This is why I have wood paneling in my 1970s <laughs> basement, but the Packers, I think one of the keys to this, especially on the offensive side of the ball is to play mistake free football. And Jordan love has been very, very good at doing that down the stretch here. And this is a 49er secondary that I think is going to test them a little bit more than they've potentially been tested. Like, you know, Daron Bland had the, the flashy numbers and the interceptions returned for touchdowns, but like Javarius Ward's second team, all pro five picks, 23 passes defense. Like this is a secondary that is ball hockey. I think they have 22 picks most in the league. So if there was ever a time to actually play mistake free football on offense, which again, they've been very good at doing, protecting the football is really paramount in this one. And, you know, Dusty, you mentioned some of like the overthrows and some of the errant balls. And I just, they happen, but I think there's less room for that in this kind of matchup than there has been in previous weeks against previous secondaries. Yeah. And I will say one thing about the overthrows, one thing that uh, I mentioned this summer out the, the, this week as well, that I was kind of excited about as far as his misses. So a lot of those, those little quick outs, his little five yard out routes early in the season, he was missing those inside. And that was my big thing is like the, I assume the deep ball will come, but those suckers he's missing inside, someone's going to take that to a pick six. Those are high and outside now. So even those he's missing, he's missing in a way that like do not necessarily lead to interception. So like there's at least that, but there are still some, I think there was that, that slant to Dobbs this past week. They threw like kind of back hip and he had room to the inside. I, I kind of thought initially he was protecting from the safety or the linebacker. And I don't think that was close enough. I think that was just slightly off. And yeah, the yeah Niners, you got some guys who get some hands on those on some balls. So he's going to have to be pinpoint in this game. Yeah. All right. We got to talk about the front because I feel like when you think about the, I mean, when you think about the 49ers for me, I think about their inside linebackers, which we've mentioned already. I, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I think Drake Boonlaw and Fred Warner are the best duo in, in the league. And the Packers have been so different from the Aaron Rodgers era, who was absolutely adverse to hitting the middle of the field. Like love goes there readily and often, but he can only do that, right? You mentioned it, Dusty, if he has time. And I thought the Packers' offensive line played maybe their best game of the season against the Cowboys. I mean, Michael Parsons is an absolute game wrecker, and they held him to a singular pressure, which is no small feat. They're going to have to play like that again in this game. And it's not just one guy on this front that you're blocking either, right? They traded for Chase Young. They got Eric Armstead. They've got a Nick Bosa. Um, they're healthy, which is great, but this is going to be about keeping Jordan Love upright. I think he's gotten so much better. I mean, you think about Jordan Love, like your first impression of him was that horrible, horrible game versus Kansas City where he could not do anything against pressure. And now he's become great against pressure. But this is a team that's going to make you play you know, 
off your back foot, <laughs> you know? So they're going to have to have answers for this and it's going to be a big game from the offensive line. 